I went down to the river to watch the fish swim by. But I got to the river so lonesome I wanted to die. Oh, Lord. And then I jumped in the river, but the doggone river was dry. She's long gone now. I'm lonesome blue. I had me a woman who couldn't. Hello and welcome to Long Gone the Podcast. This is Ryan Hetzer. And I want to start actually today's episode just by addressing um uh, there was a comment, I think, in the last episode about, you know, the song. It's the, So the whole fit in there, and it has to do with the long-gone name, uh, there is a baseball movie that, my gosh, especially in these times where people are looking for things to watch, if you've never seen the movie Long Gone, it's a baseball movie. Uh, it, it is The full movie is on YouTube. It's not a great quality but uh, in terms of the picture, but it is the full movie, and it's there. But just to – it was a – movie produced by HBO back in the day when they really didn't produce that many things. And it's just to me, like it's for me, one of my top five baseball movies of all time. Yet anytime you see a list of baseball movies put out, it never ever has long gone in it. So to me, I've kind of made it my personal crusade to um, get people to uh, recognize this movie and watch it. So a special, special episode for you today. Um, we were able to, um, well, first let me just bring in my co-host for the Scout Scoops version of the podcast, of course. Uh, Ray, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, Ryan? Good, good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've said this one other time, but this podcast started as a St. Louis Cardinals uh, fan podcast and really was focused on just the Cardinal organization and did that for a couple of years. And then the opportunity came up. Uh, with Scout Scoops, looking for content creators, and then uh, the custom leagues uh, within MLB The Show, the 20 that are affiliated with Scout Scoops. Um, and so we've been doing some podcasts on on the game and on the, the custom leagues. And we were able to uh, get uh, two of the giants in the world of content creation within the MLB The Show community for really going back as far as as I can remember. And we had Ryden himself, you know, on with us. Uh, and then also Mike Lowe, uh, who is, of course, in Mike Lowe's case, well-known for the different slider set work that he's done. And Ryden for, of course, Ryden Rosters. And so we were able to really just uh, kick around a lot of different topics with them about the game, about their two different expertise when it comes to either slider sets or uh, rosters, respectively. And it was really, really just... Um, a fun uh, conversation that touched on a wide variety of topics, and we're going to bring that to you today. So, how, Ray, uh, how, uh, how how the experience? How was the experience for you? And what you know, what did you enjoy about uh, what uh, our audience is about to hear here? It was it was a phenomenal. It was an absolute electric interview um, with Ryden and, and Mike. Like you said, Ryden brings a lot of most of the expertise in rosters, and Mike's got uh, the expertise in the sliders. They know each other. They're good friends. They've known each other um, for a number of years now. They were discussing, but it was it was so much fun to t- sit there and talk to those guys. Yeah, I think um, 
those of you uh, out there in the MLB The Show community that uh, take the time to listen, uh, you know, feel free. I know when I listen to podcasts, you know, I'll kind of sometimes float in and out. I might listen to 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe do a chore, take care of something, then come back and listen to the rest. Feel free to do that. I mean, uh, once uh, you'll hear the interview, we go about a little over an hour, about an hour and 15 minutes talking over all things with these guys um, when it comes to sliders, rosters, things we'd like to see in the future. Franchise mode. We talked a lot about franchise mode um, and a lot of just uh, different things related to also this current state of the world, which, by the way, you know, hopefully everyone out there is being safe, practicing, uh, you know, being being smart about their social interactions and really um, doing their part to to take care of, you know, everything that we're all dealing with in the, in the world right now. But um, yeah, it was just, uh, I hope you guys really enjoy it. Feedback is, is definitely welcome. I mean, we're just, I'm just a, a guy that, you know, this is a labor of love for me. I'm, I don't really have any kind of broadcasting uh, background or profession um, related skills. So, you know, we, we do our best with it. I think it was a good conversation. We were able to really talk about a lot of things. But certainly if you have feedback, if there are guests that you really would like to see us get on, um, send either of us a DM or, you know, hit us up on the Discord or on Twitter. Um, any, you know, questions maybe that you wish we would have asked, you know, perhaps we can get Mike or Ryden back on in the future and ask them again, or maybe they can we can tag them in a question uh, online and, you know, sort of, Hey, Hey, you know, Hey, you said this, or, Hey, you said that, what, what, you know, ask a follow-up question, any of that stuff, guys, feel free to hit us up and we hope, uh, hope you enjoy the interview. Ray, what else you got? Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it for sure. I'm going to say exactly what you just said. It was a great interview and I hope you guys enjoy it. Just a quick word on the leagues. I mean, uh, I think there's a little bit of a, I sense a stagnation period, but I think what happened, what's happened is a lot of, uh, the guys that are most active in the, uh, you know, whether it be the 108 or the scout scoops, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Moneyball, uh, whether it be either of those leagues, I think the, the most active members have kind of reached or have been close to reaching their limit of games. And so then it's sort of a matter of like, you know, allowing some of the guys who fell a bit behind to get to get their games in. And, and then, of course, within that you have, um, it seems like every day, there's a guy dropping out and then the guy replacing him. So that's been a little bit, um, I guess is, but at the same time, like these leagues both had deadlines to get games in and those deadlines haven't occurred yet. So, you know, it's just um, a little bit of a, a slower period right now. Um, yeah, but and I, yeah, go I ahead. Think that also, yeah. I think that also, I mean, talking about that, I think it kind of just reverts back to, it might've been best for a, a one, one league 30 man. Uh, league rather than two leagues but um, just for the fact of you know people dropping out like you say or people not as committed but that's neither here nor there and um, it's it's uh, hopefully everybody all 60 of us stay active well I think at the beginning there was so much excitement and rightfully so and they tried to do the right thing like for myself I for myself I mean I wouldn't have even been in the the original one I think I came a little bit late and so but they were creating the the Moneyball one to go with it. So I was able to get in that. And so, you know, now, you know, offered a spot in the 108. And so I'm in there too. Um, But there's been a little bit of um, conversation in the 108 lately over sliders 
you know, speaking of Mike Lowe and coming up in the in the rest of the podcast here, they they've tweaked sliders a bit, and some folks seem to be upset about the that power is a bit nerfed. But I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, I like a good clean baseball game. I don't need to see three, four, or five home runs being hit. But um, no, it's uh, now there's the free agency concept we talked about. There we had a pretty good amount of feedback on that, but you know, a couple people you know having kind of tack on ideas to it. Uh, some, there was one individual and I can't remember, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'd like to give him credit, but basically he was saying that, that he feels like he may have like an additional idea or a tag on that would, could really make this work. But then I haven't heard back from him uh, after, you know, that was maybe two, three, four days ago and I haven't heard back. So, um, now along those lines though, I don't know, like it feels like in the Moneyball league, there's so many trades happening that it's like, I don't like, is is a free agency really necessary? I mean, you look at, I've been playing some teams lately and you look at their starting lineup and it's like hardly any of the same guys that, you know, would have been on the team to start with. So I don't know if that's really a great thing. I know in 108, they limit a team to three trades. And I think I like something like that, maybe a little bit more with, if, you know, if, and with the, some kind of free agency concept, but guys, if you have more thoughts or feedback on that, you know, please, uh, let's get, let's get that conversation going because before you know it, we'll be getting towards the end of our seasons and we need to decide, you know, if anything is going to happen in terms of uh, like a free agent type experience. So, okay. Well, Ray, any, any other thoughts before we, uh, you know, let folks uh, listen to this interview? I'm, uh, certainly that's the main reason I'm sure most people are here. So we'll, we'll get right to it, Ray, unless you have any other uh, parting shots. I'm ready to go. All right. Let's do this. All right, guys. So uh, we'll get into the roundtable discussion with uh, Ryden Scott from Ryden rosters and with Mike Lowe uh, from Sim sports gaming and operation sports. Uh, hope that you enjoy it. And again, uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Feel free to retweet to people that you think might be interested. Um, pass it along. We'd be uh, much appreciative of that. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Okay, so we've got that now. And we're back with... The Long Gone Podcast. This is Ryan Hetzer again. And we are joined, of course, by Ryden of Ryden Rosters, Mike Lowe, two, shall I say, giants within the community of uh, MLB The Show in terms of content creators. And we're very, very excited to have them with us today. Uh, how are you doing, guys? Great, man. Appreciate you having us. Cool. Yeah, doing well. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, thanks. Uh, Gopher, you were going to get us going with something for uh, Ryden. Yeah, just uh, Ryden, everybody understands what you mean to the community for the opera, for the MLB The Show community, but how did this all start? Where did the roster creation begin? Was it MLB The Show or was it somewhere else? Um, actually, I mean, <clears throat> I was creating rosters for years before MLB The Show. Um, it goes back to when I was when I was in college and I worked on a lot of uh, rosters for 
the old NCAA football series. And I worked on, uh, you know, a lot of different rosters that were primarily for my own purpose, for my own use, because there wasn't a lot of roster sharing in the early days. You know, it was hard to share rosters, you know, with console games. You might be able to go in and edit things and stuff like that, you know, within your, your console games, but you weren't actually able to share them like, you know, like we can today. So a lot of the, the roster editing goes back to the early days of, you know, the uh, Tony La Russa series and, you know, some of the MVP stuff and even back into the, the old uh, high heat baseball and out of, out of the park, um, you know, years ago, you know, so it, uh, I've been doing it, you know, it's just something that I, I started doing probably 20 years ago in, in different ways. And it just, you know, it's just kind of, blown up and evolved over the you know the course of uh, the course of time go for you there can you describe how chaotic of a yeah i'm here sorry i was i was uh, i wasn't sure i know we can cut this i wasn't sure if if you were gonna ask a question to mike but i'll pause do you want me to follow it up or no go ahead and then i'll i'll, I'll ask something for mike after that can you describe, Ryden, can you describe how chaotic the process was for OSFM five to ten years ago compared to today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of crazy. Um, you know, I first started doing it probably about ten years ago or so. With uh, I was doing my own ride rosters. They were originally called, um, and Knight, uh, who was the original person who started the old OSFM rosters, he was kind of leading the way with the, the OSFM thing. Um, at one point, you know, I know I was putting out a set, he was putting out a set, and we kind of got together and said, hey, you know, we should just join forces and work together. So we did, and then, you know, it was just a very big process because at the early days, we used to have 30, you know, 30 creators or so involved where, every, you know, every team would have a guy assigned to it, and they would do the team and do all the creating of the guys, and then they would kind of all send them in to – night or myself and then we would start the process of putting them all together and stuff like that and the only thing that was chaotic with that was you know when you have a, a big team involved and you have like you know 30 plus guys doing stuff like that and everybody's on their own schedules and everybody has personal lives and stuff like that so it just kind of got it got really difficult to you know to get it all together and get you know we'd have some guys who never finished teams some guys who quit mid-teams and then you know, we also encountered a lot of what I like to call homerism, which, you know, you'd have some teams that were super, you know, super rated highly, you know, with some of the prospects just rated, you know, 90 plus on everybody. It was just, a, you know, it, it, basically every organization had a different look to it from the minor leagues and the prospect angle. If you, it, you know, if you go back to the old days, like, you know, some guys were very prospect heavy with a lot of the, you know, the, the prospects and a lot, a lot of teams were just, minor league journeyman heavy and then there were you know there were organizations that were um you know kind of a mix if you know if you go back and you look at some of the old osfm rosters it was kind of like it, it was kind of all over the place you know i mean it was a great it was a great process don't you know i'm not knocking the process but it was just kind of there was not a lot of unity to it um it, it just kind of it made it very very difficult and then you know, it was always a lot of backtracking where, you know, we'd get teams done from some people and then we'd have to go back and redo them anyway. So about five or six years ago, I, I don't exactly remember what year it was, but um, we kind of, you know, once night stepped away and um, I kind of ran with it, 
we decided to just kind of cut back and just make it a smaller group. And it's been much easier to kind of keep things uniform where, you know, we're all in the same rating system. We all have the same ideas for what guys are involved. Um, and, you know, I have a core group of three guys that work with me, you know, year round. And then, you know, we have some other guys that, you know, we'll pitch in from the community, you know, usually I'd have to release for, you know, a few weeks or, you know, a month or so and help out just creating some caps or some players or whatever. But it's a much, much easier process now compared to the chaotic way we used to do it. But then again, it's, it's also, uh, you know, a year round process now, whereas before it was kind of like, you know, we would start working on it a couple months before the game came out or a month before the game came out. And then, you know, it would probably take us four to four, four to eight weeks to really get a full roster out there. So it's just a different process now. Yep. Excuse me. Yeah. But are the rosters out yet? Or do you know when the rosters are coming out? Uh, we've had, you know, we've had a bunch of versions out. We, we originally released a, uh, a version about a week after the game shipped. Um, it was just kind of like our spring training roster. We, you know, with this whole pandemic going on, we wanted to get something out there, uh, you know, just for the community to, you know, play with, you know, during this whole lockdown type of time. So uh, we put something out quick and, you know, there was, you know, some things we had to fix in it and stuff like that. It wasn't like our, our full version, which our full version is kind of coming into place. I, I guess you could say now, um, but again, it, it's just a different time. I mean, it's hard to even say it's our full version because of the fact that the season hasn't even started and there's still probably going to be a lot of guys added to Sony's base roster that aren't even in our rosters yet, you know, officially. And, um, you know, there's possibility of more face scans and stuff like that. So I wouldn't even say that any of the roster versions we have out are our official versions yet. These are kind of all like spring training or placeholder versions, you know, as long as, you know, there is a season coming up and, you know, you know, that's still probably, you know, a big uh, if right now with the way everything's going. So, um, but yeah, we've got a few versions out there. I think the latest in the vault is uh, version 2.1, which is, you know, we just kind of build on the versions. We add some corrections, we add some new players, and, um, you know, do some more equipment edits and stuff like that. But yeah, there's definitely versions out there in the vault for people to download now. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it is hard to say a well-executed joke over a podcast and you can't see. I was making fun of the hundreds of thousands of times that I have read over the course of the years that people would come on Operation Sports Forums and just ask these most ridiculous questions about when the rosters uh, are coming out. Are they out? Uh, yeah. And it was uh, just, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's, you know, I mean, this year was obviously a lot different because – um, we were able to uh, collaborate with Sony, um, you know, for a few months and help get some of these minor league guys into the roster and stuff like that. So it's been a di completely different process this past year compared to normal years. Um, but, uh, you know, so Sony gave us a great base with what we've done with them. So it was just, you know, easy to kind of fill in the blanks. Um, but again, yeah. it's kind of, I mean, it's funny because I, I look at some of the posts on OS or, you know, some of the tweets out there and, you know, people are just, you know, complaining, how do you, you know, this isn't accurate, this isn't accurate. And I just feel, you know, I just feel like saying like, well, nothing's accurate. Nobody even knows right. who's going to be on what, you know, I mean, there's no roster right there that's out there right now that's completely accurate because nobody knows who's going to be where and who's going to be in. And, you know, there's so many things that are so undecided right now that it's impossible to actually have a, 
accurate roster, you know, so we're, we're all kind of just doing, you know, what we can or using different projections or whatever. But, um, you know, the important thing is we're getting something out there for, you know, to the community to play during this time when everybody's pretty much home playing video games. So I, I just have one last question for you, Ryan, real quick. What I, you know, you brought up night one, six, five, and what does operation sports user night one, six, five mean to the operation sports community? Because if, if he has not received a check from Emily the show, I feel bad for that man. <laughs> uh, he has yeah, dedicated and, and what he's dealt yeah. with. Yeah, he's been he's been around a long time. He kind of stepped away from the process, uh, I guess, five years ago or so, something in that area. And uh, um, you know, he he was uh, the big uh, big part of how, how that whole OSFM thing started. And um, you know, it wouldn't be you know probably wouldn't be where it is today without him. So uh, he definitely. Uh, you know, definitely a, a good guy. I mean, I consider him a friend. I've talked to him, you know, many times over the years and, you know, we've kept in touch for a while. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, uh, definitely a big part of, uh, you know, what, what everybody does today. Hey, um, it's Ryan again. Hey, Mike, um, I want to bring you into things here and just now you've contributed a lot of different content and been a major part of, um, the community as well. Um, in terms of franchise content, I know I've watched a lot of your work through the years and um, even been watching your Tigers franchise that you've been doing already with this uh, version of the game. But I guess, uh, you know, your most well-known contribution, I suppose, is through the slider sets. And uh, a lot of people are um, just like with the rosters, you know, when are they coming out? When's the new version? Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, I'm sure you get the same thing with the roster, with the um, slider sets. I wanted to ask you, Mike, um, could you just take, you know, take us through, and I know it's a probably a multi-layered answer, but how do you go about, what's your process um, for, for developing your slider set? What are kind of the, the testing methods you use and et cetera, that kind of thing? Sure. Yeah. Um, Well, it's a lot different today than it was when I first started. I mean, truthfully, it's a lot easier today. Um, the, the game and, and most sport games, and this is not a knock at all. I think this is, this shows up how strong sport games are as far as gameplay is concerned, but they don't change a ton, um, as far as like the, the core, you know, dynamics of a game. So whether it's NBA, even Madden, um, obviously MLB the show, uh, I mean, these games, they, they, they really keep kind of that core strong gameplay and then they build out from there. So it's never having to like reinvent a wheel. The first time I did this, yeah, it took a long time, and and it really just came from me using other slider sets. Um, uh, you know, I was just same thing going on Operation Sports and, and looking for a slider set, and and I'd find some good things, but I noticed like two months into my season, it was like I don't know if people were really looking at these. Like, they might produce a good game, but like when you kind of the sum of all those parts of the games together, you start to see some really big errors two months in certainly after a season where you look and it's like, huh, I have struck out half as much as the second place team in strikeouts, or I've walked half as many batters as the second best team in baseball and little things like that, that you wouldn't notice in just a game or two, perhaps, but again, over 70 games you would. And so it it took a lot more in the beginning because I didn't know where to start. And so I just started thinking like, well, you know, this is a game, but where can I get some measurables from? Like I need something, to base it off of because again a lot of other sets that i was looking at and this is for any game but they would be like i really like how these feel and i really like it this really seems to produce something that's real and there was a lot of like i mean opinion basically right yeah. and, and that's yeah. okay but for me i wanted to really try and prove it 
uh, especially with baseball because it's so statistically driven. Um, I used to even dabble a little bit with like Madden sliders. I even tried NBA 2K at one point. And those, I don't think you need to be as like perfect per se. But baseball, it's like we people are obsessed with stats in baseball. Um, so on that thread in Operation Sports where I have the slider set up, there's some measurables that I use up there. But it's it's both. Excuse me. It's mostly looking at things that you can measure, especially post game with the the batter analysis and pitcher analysis. So it's looking at things like swing and miss percentages. It's looking at the number of foul balls, or I should say, the percentage of foul balls. Mm. Um, it's looking at batting average on balls in play. You know, just some things that you can actually take out and extrapolate, and then compare it to kind of a span of real life uh, over, you know, the last few seasons, especially because with baseball we're seeing huge spikes in strikeouts, huge spike in home runs. Um, it's kind of like the you know the, the ESPN culture, right? The, the these guys playing now grew up kind of the, one of the last generations who religiously watched ESPN and saw highlights of home runs and strikeouts, right? So um, that's at least my theory is that these guys have this is where baseball has kind of morphed into more than ever. And also, again, those are stats that drive salary. So uh, if you had a chance to, you know, quadruple your salary at your job, you know, I think we'd all look for opportunities to do that sort of thing. So Sure. I wonder, you know, one of the – your your slider set, I think the, the, the designation, I guess, that it's gotten is sort of that, that, that realism, that going for – um, the, but the most possible realism in a video game. And as you said, it is still a video sure. game, but, and so I wonder about like a couple of, I know human timing, I believe is one and foul frequency. Those are two that stand out, but I, um, those are two that you often have well below or well, or much different than some of the other slider sets that can be found out there in the vault or in operation sports or whatever. What, what is it? what are those categories that, you know, you feel like uh, you've in your iteration of slider sets have, have changed a great deal and how those have affected uh, gameplay? Sure. That's a great question. Um, so I, I kind of think of it as like a secret ingredient, right? So, uh, the, and I am not protective of this stuff. Like I'm not competitive with it. I don't care if people use them as a base. I encourage that because I get less people tweeting me like, like Scott has. Um, and luckily there's no competition really between slider makers. Like I don't care. I don't even look at the other sets because I don't want to be influenced. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's really cool that other people are working on stuff because we all have different skills. So for me, the special ingredient for me is I literally focus on the word boring. When I try to make a realism, slider set we're competing against games and it makes perfect sense and you see it a lot in things like diamond dynasty they don't want boring boring is going to turn away a 13 year old or 14 year old yeah. um, or a 16 year old who has their first job and might want to spend their money on microtransactions yeah. or whatever and, and i totally get that and of course um but like when you play diamond dynasty you're not seeing a ton of strikeouts you're not seeing a lot of boring hits you're not seeing like dirty baseball as i call it like when for instance, you hit a ball up the line. It's almost like, I mean, they fixed it a few years ago where it starts to hook more into the corner. But I feel like as much as the gameplay has improved this year, I feel like that area has actually regressed a little bit because the balls don't really seem to arc as much into the corners. And what happens is you just kind of bounce off the ball and it sits there and your outfielder runs over. Maybe they suction to the wall for a split second and then they throw it back in. In baseball, those are some of like the dirtiest plays you see, right? That ball's rolling around and the player's not sure if they should pick it up earlier or wait a second and and that ball's going underneath chairs of the bat boy. and It's, it's a mess. And, and you never see that sort of stuff. You never see dirty 
or, or boring, or at least you don't see enough of it in games. So that's my secret ingredient, honestly, is looking for um, a realistic amount of foul balls, um, putting balls in play that are just routine ground balls or just, hey, you took a bad swing, and that's just a lazy fly ball to the outfield. It's, it's literally adding those things in because that's what these games have, have somewhat they, – they've, they've nerfed it a little bit, right? They want to make it more exciting. They don't want people to be frustrated or bored at least too much to bring them back to the game. And so that's all I'm really trying to do. The game as a, as a whole is – it's so strong out of the box. I mean I don't deserve really any discredit or anything or any slider maker uh, because, like I said, the game – we wouldn't be able to even do any of this stuff if the game wasn't any good. It would no no one would have any interest. I certainly would not. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm gonna come back to you, Mike, with some of your uh, your current franchise setup and house rules and so on. But I uh, wanted to jump back over to Ryden for a second. Um, Ryden, you mentioned the the partnership this year with uh, Sony, and you talked a little bit about it, but I just wanted to to ask you a bit more about that kind of how that process. Uh, came to light, you know, what were some of the, the limitations you did run into in trying to do that and with maybe licensing and so on and, and still needing the updated uh, ride and rosters to go in the vault and all that. Um, how, how did that all come together and how has that experience been and will, will it continue and, and everything with regard to that? Yeah, well, um, I guess it, it started uh, right after the, the new deal was kind of announced. Um, with uh with the show and with mlb um late last year and um i had been friends with uh a few of the guys just um you know over the years just from the community and stuff like that but you know once uh once the deal went through um we kind of you know talked a little bit about it and we were able to um you know work something out where uh i was actually able to go out to san diego and uh spend um spend a week out there and um got to actually go to the studio and and Mm -hmm. actually work work with them um for a for a full week out there which was it was a great experience i mean they were great i mean they you know treated me great and um it was just a just a really cool experience just to see you know uh how the game's created and to meet all the developers and you know the different people you know there who do different things and are involved in different things and um yeah so i mean basically i i went in with um a list of you know players that you know i I wanted to see you know definitely involved or added at some point and um again i mean there's only so much you can do because you know they have their you know guys who can get in because they're they're licensed to be in and then you know, this whole licensing agreement opened up a whole other aspect of players that they already had licensed and stuff like that scans for. So I I was kind of helping out with a lot of the underlying guys and a lot of like, you know, making sure that, you know, a lot of the top 100 guys that weren't in were in and then a lot of the up and coming prospects that might not be top 100 guys, you know, that type of stuff were in and a lot of the fillers and, you know, using, uh, um, it was kind. Of, it was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a top secret process for a while. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was difficult to, um, you know, to work on to work on it because at first it was just because of the fact that it was it was kind of it wasn't announced for a while, so it was kind of 
Um, everything was kind of done under the radar. And, uh, you know, even my team wasn't aware at first what was going on. And we were just continue to work, continuing to work on our, uh, our base roster, uh, you know, until, you know, the point where, you know, I kind of let them know exactly what was going on. And, uh, you know, but the, the nice thing is, you know, but with the way we, we've been doing these rosters over the years is we accumulate files and files and files and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of players because we're continuously creating players. And the, you know, the, so the nice thing is once, you know, we were actually involved with helping Sony, we had a lot of players, you know, that we were able to get in and, um, you know, faces and stuff like that. And, um, it was just, you know, like I said, it was a, it was a really cool process. It just, it was kind of, it was a little, probably a little bit late in the, the whole overall process of the game this year, mm-hmm. just because everything kind of came together a little bit later than it probably normally would have. Um, but I think, you know, overall it, uh, it went well, obviously the whole, everything going on in the world's kind of slowed things down a little bit, probably on their end and our end. Um, I'm sure right now if the season was started, you know, the rosters would probably look a lot, you know, a lot different in game. But again, I mean, that's just something that, you know, there's really nobody has any control over that. But uh, uh, it, it, again, it's, it's just been, uh, it's been a crazy process, but yes, I'm still, you know, still collaborating with them. I'm still talking to them um, with different things and, uh, you know, hope to build on the, uh, the relationship that we've, you know, we've established and, um, you know, build on that, you know, for the, coming uh coming generations of um games in the, in the future so hopefully we'll uh we'll be able to uh continue to help make uh make the rosters as good as they can for everybody oh great great hey ray did you have something you want to go with yeah mike you brought up a, you brought up a couple great points about your goal is to create realism and the analytics that you bring in uh, for example foul ball percentage that is super important is when you're creating these sliders, are these sliders set made for all controls or is it kind of, is it narrowed down to a specific controls? And I do have a follow-up question. Yeah, that that's always really tricky. That's probably the most common question I get is like, can I use this on this difficulty and, and can I use this on, on this particular hitting interface? And I always just say, give it a try. And that's not to be dismissive. It's just because like, like anything else, I mean, there's so many variables. I mean, there's skill level. Like if, if you're one of the top 1000 players in the world and ask me, you know, can I play this on veteran? I'd say, well, no, I mean, you're going to destroy everything. Um, but if you're new to the game and you've never really played it, then yeah, maybe start on veteran. And, and again, like what I've noticed, at least with the show is like the difficulties, unless you're talking like rookie, or like the other extreme legend. I mean, there's not a humongous difference. Um, I mean, the PCI is smaller. So again, that little window that you're using to hit. Um, But it's not like it's, it's not like all Madden or something like that going from like pro. I mean, there's different with, um, with MLB, the show. Uh, So I don't make them for just, I mean, I, I tested on one. I tested the way I play it. And that's what I always tend to recommend. But again, that's a huge grain of salt because I think people who take my sliders as like literal scripture, so to speak, right. Where it's like, Oh, they need to be exact. I think they're missing the point of the whole goal of this. Like I think at the very top of my thread, I even talk about how I don't believe in final slider sets. And and I encourage people to tweak mine. Like you don't have to wait for my version 6.8 or whatever it is before you start, just start because you're going to get better at the game. 
Some of us are at different skill levels. Some of us are using different rosters. Some of us just play different, whether it's like small ball versus, you know, hitting a bunch of home runs or so there's just so many variables. And I'm like, guys, at the end of the day, like I take it realistically too, but it's just a game. If, if you're not having fun and you're just sitting around, you bought this game for 60 bucks and you're just waiting and waiting for the perfect roster or, or the perfect sliders, like it's pointless. I mean, baseball is so strange, right? I mean, I remember reading a statistic last year that I wish I remember the source, but it was something like over the last like 50 or maybe the history of baseball, every single team has had like a winning and losing streak of five games in each season. And I hope I'm quoting that right, but it was crazy because you're thinking like, what, yeah. you know, and, and that's a point where if you were playing in your franchise, you'd be adjusting sliders. Like this is crazy. I'm the Yankees. Why am I losing five in a row? Well, it happens every year in real life. And so um, it, it's no. So are they designed for one kind of, I, I test using one setup. But are they designed for it? It really just depends on the person. And I would encourage them to try it because one – the only thing I tell them in there in, in my slider thread is the only thing you should not do is just lock yourself into a bad slider set, whether it's too easy, whether it's too hard, or whether you're just getting some just outrageously bad numbers. But you're not really going to know that until you know at the earliest, maybe 16 games in, you know, 10% of the season where you can start to look and say, huh. I have half as many walks as the 29th place team in baseball. Maybe I should work on my, my patience. But again, that has nothing to do with my sliders. If you're 30th in the league in walks, that's just you're impatient as a hitter. So, yeah. I absolutely love the fact that you said no final sliders. It reminds me of Jay Kitt's sliders at NCAA that we've been rocking for years. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. just two years ago, they just updated the, uh, the pass interference from a 99 to a 98 and the kick power from a 45 to a 40 and the game came out you know eight or six years ago so yeah i, I think you know you it's a great point uh guys i want to settle an age-old debate and <laughs> you guys this might you guys might know what, what between zone and pure analog when it comes to hitting pitching like is there an advantage mike you want to go first and then i'll go i'll go my my theory on hitting and pitching for zone, I haven't used analog very much, um, so I, I really can't comment much. I mean, I've dabbled in it, like, maybe the first year it came out, but it never really appealed to me, um, which is interesting because I always liked it, like, in the NCAA baseball series. I think that was, like, the only option you had. Or, no, I guess you could hit X or whatever. But um, but zone, I mean, it certainly gives you a huge advantage if you're good at it. I mean, just go play Diamond Dynasty on the higher, higher divisions, and you'll see that. Mike? I mean, I personally, I do play with zone. Um, it's just, you know, I'll kind of, I'll kind of move around a little bit, you know, um, you know, and I'll try, you know, obviously throughout the, the course of the year with the game, I'll, you know, I'll maybe play, you know, a few months with one, a few months with other. I, I try to find, like Mike said, I, I kind of try to find what feels right to me. Um, you know, one of the, the things that I, I do, you know, I kind of put something out on my Twitter oh, a few days ago. And I was kind of, I was just kind of talking to just some real hardcore players over the last week or two, just because it just piques my curiosity. Just the whole pitching interface is, is I, you know, because that's the part of the game that I love the best and the most, and, and not just you know MLB the show, but pretty much going back to any of the baseball video games I've ever played. And a, a game that does uh, does pitching really well is the uh, the. Uh, Proyaku Spirits, the uh, Japanese baseball game, they yep. have a really, really great uh, 
pitching interface and it's just it's just i don't know if you guys have played the newest version but it just plays so good um but anyway uh you know going through the different you know i'm a me obviously i like the meter meter pitching is great i think that's mike bases the sliders off of if i'm not mistaken correct mike yep. the meter yeah yep yeah and, last year uh, i was back and forth but yeah back to meter yeah what were, what were you using besides meter I was trying Pulse last year. Um, Pulse is great I, on Diamond Dynasty, yep. by the way. I mean, you can yeah. dominate with Pulse, but it's Pulse, just a little too easy. Pulse is is really good. Even even for a single player franchise, I do like Pulse at times as well. Um, but I always find myself, you know, kind of going back to classic. And the reason I, I go back to classic, and I know a lot of the older hardcore players play classic, is because it's mostly just statistic driven and and rating driven, you know, and I don't know. Have you have you dabbled with the classic classic much, Mike? Yeah, I have. So yeah, I, I used to play a lot of classic, um, and even directional hitting, because uh, directional versus zone hitting is probably the biggest, I guess, debate you could call it in, in my thread. Um, and, and and again, truthfully, this is this is going to probably blow up the slider my slider thread a little bit, but like, <laughs> or blow up their thinking. And like directional, it really probably is the most realistic way to play. Because I have people debating, and I'm like, look, it just I don't use it. To me, like if I'm gonna get down to this level of like it should be 100% ratings based, I'm gonna go play out of the park baseball. I just yeah, it's yeah. a better game for that. And and I love both games, but um, I, I want to play a baseball video game. Like I want to have some kind of input. And and to the credit of MLB the Show, what they do really, really, really well in this game as far as gameplay, when you use zone. I mean, there's a huge difference between hitting like your your backup middle infielder who plays on a Sunday versus like your number three hitter. There's a humongous yep. difference, even though you're controlling both. If there wasn't a difference and it was just strictly zone and just you know the quality of your your swing mattered and that's it, then I would never use it. But they did a really it's it's kind of like NBA 2K in the way they do free throws. Mm -hmm. You can still have it set to like personal timing or whatever it's called, but it still takes in. It's harder to shoot a free throw with Andre Drummond than, you know, than it is your right. starting point guard or whatever. So, I mean, I think, I think it's great. So I, I like that it's there and I like same thing with meter. I like that. Like, gosh, I'm having a hard, like certain pitchers cause they're wind up, right. It's harder to pitch. At least I find like I have trouble pitching with lefties for some reason, maybe cause I'm right-handed. Um, but I'm always a little bit off on the meter with my lefties pretty consistently. So, but I like that. Yeah, too I, I, I agree. I, I do like the, the meet, the meter pitching and, and I just, like I said, I find myself going back and forth between meter and, and classic a lot because I, it's probably just because of the whole, the whole roster thing in me and creating these, you know, a lot of the minor league guys and stuff like that, you know, just wanting to see how realistic the ratings play out. But I just, I just find myself just, you know, so data driven with the, the ratings affecting the outcome. And, you know, a lot of the, especially with the, the classic pitching, I do find like the confidence and the, um, you know, the stamina and all that just plays such a huge part in, in what, what's going on in the game. So again, I mean, I don't think, you, you know, you can go wrong with either, either way or whatever way you play. Like Mike said, I think the best way to play is just whatever makes you feel comfortable, you know? And, uh, I just, you know, I like, I like to mix it up and, and for whatever reason, you know, I go back to, you know, some of the ways that I've, you know, I've played in the past. Do you guys play the golf club at all or have you ever played the golf club? Yep, I have actually. Yep. So it, it, the zone hitting, it kind of reminds me then of master clubs where the best and the best, they're going to use it and they're going to beat everybody every time uh, in compared to relative speaking. But 
Otherwise, you just use pro clubs. It's basically uh, you're kind of in that category in a way. But the best of the best are using that zone hitting, and they're using, you know, aka the master clubs, and they're just dominating compared to somebody who's using a an analog, uh, you know, like a pure analog. Which, by the way, the pure analog hitting, they're still you can still adjust a PCI, but you can't see it. Does that oh, mean that there's a place, PCI? Yeah. Probably, because like in zone, I use zone, but I turn it off. Yeah, um, me too. Which I can't take credit for someone. Nah. I, I came across that somewhere on the operation sports forum. I don't remember where it was, or I'd give the credit, but. Um, I tried it and I was like, "Oh, this is great because it cleans up your screen and like it, it's it's far less distracting." I've gone away. I mean, I, hell, it only took about two innings to get used to it. So I've gone away from the PCI too, and it's made all the difference in the world. I mean, still zone hitting, but without that PCI, it's it's I really enjoy it now. Um, I, I wanted to make a point back to the slider set. Something you said, Mike. That I'm, I'm actually I actually happen to be one of those people that sort of um, just really blindly follows what, what you put out there. Um, the main reason though, that the, the individual that I am though, is that without that, I'm, I kind of get that slideritis uh, condition sure. where, you know, I'm just overreacting to small sample sets. I'm, Oh, you know, I didn't hit any home runs that game. So should I bump it up, you know, a, a notch or two notches or I, I, and so for, for someone like me, uh, you know, going with yours, knowing that, you know, there's it's data driven that it's realism uh, at, at its uh, at its core. I just feel like it it, it allows me to to get rid of that slideritis uh, that that I've had before. Really, you know, discovering your set uh, four or five years ago, and uh, so that that's there are people like that too who kind of without your guidance would be kind of tinkering all the time, and it gets it gets in your head a little bit. Um, I wanted to ask real quick, uh, have either of you ever dabbled in the, the other, like, like Mike, have you, you know, with sort of with this data driven approach and the realism, have you ever played around with, you know, roster creation or for riding? I mean, have you sort of tried to develop a, your own slider set? Have you kind of crossed over in any of that for either of you? I mean, I've definitely, you know, I've definitely played with, sliders um at one point i think a few years back i might have even put it out my slider set out there but um you know i i i know me and mike have collaborated a bunch of times um you know in the past on things like that and i was kind of using his as our you know our official full miners uh you know la- i think last year was it that we did that mike or the year before yep. but i mean i i would still you know if if i had a recommend a slider set I, I would definitely go with Mike's I mean he definitely knows a heck of a lot more about it just because he, he just you know that's that's what he specializes in you know I, I don't claim to be an expert on sliders that's for sure <laughs> but I <laughs> like I said I, I like to I like to just you know I, I like to play around with them um, to try to get the, the best most realistic results based on the ratings within the game you know and, yeah. and that's that's what I go for and you know I kind of you know, I think Mike kind of said it right before where, you know, it's kind of like 2K with the, the whole um, free throw thing and stuff like that. Like, I, I want, you know, my, you know, what I do in a game where, you know, if I, I you know, say just go back to classic pitching and say if I'm using classic pitching and, um, you know, it's based mostly off of the ratings, well, there's still that input that, you know, you're doing manually to place that pitch or to call which pitch you want to pitch and stuff like that. So it doesn't totally take, you know, the user, you know, data or experience out of it. 
but it's just probably not as much as um, you know user driven as as like the meter pitching would be. But uh, again, I just I kind of just try to you know play around until I find something that feels right for me when I'm playing, and that's you know like Mike said, that's what I would recommend to pretty much everybody. Scott, you're the perfect candidate for like a secondary franchise of like just a manager mode one, like that you just yeah. either play in the off season or like you know the, the beauty of those is like you can set it up and like do other stuff in the background you know and just Absolutely. just kind of watch it go on and um because i've done yeah, on yeah. nba 2k because i'm not a great player at that game and sometimes i'll just set it up where i'm just the gm and i just watch the games and it's like especially now like there's no better time like you say like oh there's a game tonight i'm gonna turn the celtics game on <laughs> you know the team i'm trying to manage here it's just it's really fun that's cool that is cool you know, to that exact point, guys, when it comes to franchise mode, I mean, there's so many different ways to play. And I just found a new one this year about manually going in and simming each game separately. And it actually turns to uh, its own March to October style of play. Um, what what are your favorite ways to play? What are kind of the different ways to play a franchise mode besides playing 162 game seasons, nine inning, nine inning games? Mike, you go first on this one. and then I, cause I have a pretty good opinion on this one, so... You can go first. So, so, like, favorite way to play, like, any franchise game, or? Oh, I'm sorry. Just MLB the show in general because of the sure. different ways now. Oh, boy, that, that's tough because, I mean, even just to step outside for two seconds of franchise mode, like, I think MLB the show probably has the most to offer as far as a total game. Once Diamond Dynasty, Road to the Show. Um, I mean, even the little weekly, I forget what they're called, the weekly competition things. I mean, there's a ton going on. For franchise, for me, um, because most of like my real deep franchise play, I'm doing an out of the park baseball. Um, but with MLB the show, it's pretty this. I mean, this is I, I don't I, I don't I don't want to commit too much of my life to just playing MLB the show and or any video game. And um, I think to do anything beyond that, it's gonna probably drive me mad because playing 162 is a lot. It's a huge commitment. Um, but I, I, guess, I don't know. I don't really. I mean, online leagues, something like that. I mean, I, I pretty much what you see is what I'm doing. I don't really do much else with it. Ryan, you said so you. I got, yeah. Ryan, you said uh, you had a I, perspective on this one. Yeah, I mean, I kind of the way I've set it up for probably the last God, probably four or five years at least is as I, I play a, with thirty team control franchise. And I don't play all 30 teams, but what I do is, uh, you know, there's a way to actually set up a, you know, you set up your primary user profile, which would be, you know, say ride. And I would set it up, you know, all, with all my franchise settings. And then you could actually make another uh, profile for say CPU. I'll, I'll make a secondary one for CPU. And that one I'll set up where, you know, teams can do their own, 40 man roster moves. They can do their own uh, trading. They can do their own DL moves, hiring or firing of the staff, whatever it would be. And I'll kind of, I'll kind of control all teams just to kind of have that control where if there's something, you know, crazy that happens within your season, you can kind of go back and you can kind of, you know, you could approve it. You know, this way you can kind of stop any any kind of crazy trade if you don't want it, you know, you don't want it to go through or um, you know, if there's, you know, somebody called up from a ball and, you know, you want to get him on the major league roster just to kind of see how he plays with your franchise, you can kind of go in and you can do that. And, um, so I kind of play with 30 team franchise and, and I'll pick a few different teams 
and I'll play. It's not that I play all 162 games with each of the teams. I don't. But I'll start it. You know, I'll start it relatively early when the game comes out, and I'll kind of linger around. And sometimes I'll end up starting over when I knew, you know, I do a different roster that I want to use or whatever. But I kind of, you know, will linger around and play around with it throughout the whole season into the off season up until probably the new game comes out. So uh, I get a, you know, I'll, you know, my pick maybe four or five teams, and I'll just play different games you know say if i'm playing um you know the red Sox and the rays and you know i'm i I like the pitching matchup you know that the rays you know the rays are thrown out there i might play that game or you know if i see you know like you said you could kind of sim individual games you could sim each individual game or if like you know a game comes up in your season or your franchise or you know two teams that you don't normally play within your franchise and it's you know it's a good pitching matchup you know, you can kind of just jump in and play that game. So basically it just gives you control to play whatever game you want to play. And also same thing with the minor leagues. Like you can kind of go through and, you know, if you see a cool matchup with a couple minor league teams that you want to just play, you can just go in and play that game. So it's just, it's just kind of fun and it, it just kind of keeps it fresh instead of just playing one team, 162 games. And, you know, it, it kind of gets, you know, it can kind of get stale playing that many games with the same team over and over and over. And, and you know, it just kind of keeps it fresh because you're playing in different teams, you know, with different teams, different stadiums. And, um, you know, and like I said, if you, you know, you're playing multiple teams, you can play all the games for one specific team or all the, you know, for a couple specific teams if you want to. But I do like the control to be able to kind of jump around and play different games with different teams and just kind of feel different players out and how they, you know, how they play and stuff like that. So that that's the way I play. I absolutely I, love that because it's so – it can be, like you say, stale. It's a perfect word. You know, I've buddies mm-hmm. who played um, an entire 162 of quick uh, counts on. I've had buddies who, who play one Sim 5, play one Sim 5, and it's it can it can be a grind. But to be able to have the opportunity to be able to play three or four different teams at the same time, yeah, it's a great idea. It's pretty cool. Interject. Yeah, it's, it's – I mean, the show, again, they're the only game, the only console game that allows for carryover. Like, I wouldn't waste my time playing 162. Um, I would do what I do with, like, NHL or something. Like, we're like, well, I'm going to play maybe 10 games a year, but simulate the rest, maybe play the playoffs, because it doesn't carry over. So what's the point? Um, so that's, again, a huge, huge addition. And not only did they add it, but it works. Um, right. Like, the very first year, it had trouble. Like, it wouldn't transfer over on base percentage or something. But... Every other, I mean, it, it literally works. The only thing you were losing is like players who lost licensing, so you'd have to go through and maybe spend an hour updating a few players. But um, that, that's a huge thing is having that, and you can take your time to really develop a team. Um, I wanted to go back. I, I, I guess I'll say one thing I, I try to discourage people from worrying some about is like, and I'm, I'm surprised by how many people will talk about this, at least in my thread, where they're trying to follow like the perfect exact lineups of real life. And they'll be like on May 18th and it's like, Hey, like I'm having trouble. Like how are you using 30 team control? Cause I can't get Cleveland won't bat so-and-so lead off or whatever. Yeah. Like, okay, well I'm looking at your franchise and, and that lead off hitter in your franchise is hitting 179 in real life. He has an on-base percentage of 360. It's like, well, I want him to match or like they want to do the same trades at the deadline. It's like, well, yep. I don't understand how you can't see these are two different worlds. Like why would a team who like Oakland last year, in real life, they made the playoffs. They could have been slight buyers, even in a smaller market. In your franchise, they were probably pretty bad. Why would they be buyers in your eyes? So, like, yeah. the whole matching part, like, if you're going to go to that extreme, why don't you just watch it on TV? It, it, it literally blows my mind. Like, I, 
maybe I'm missing like something here. I mean, no, it was a huge fact. I just, I literally, I don't understand it. Yeah. No, and that sounds like you should just play the, because they have the regular rosters every day, right? When the season's right. actually out, they have the live rosters. Just play that every day if, yeah. if you if you want that. Sure. I think the the advancement into the future is a big part of, uh, you know, the experience. You know, playing the 162, I've, you know, so much, you know, I read and feedback I hear is everybody has that intention. You know, everybody wants to do that. That's when they started up. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go 162 with this, with this. For, but then inevitably, in many cases, you kind of flame out a little bit. So I think the different ways of advancement is definitely. I mean, you mentioned a few, uh, Ray, uh, in terms of you know playing one, simming five. So you're getting a different starter every time through. Um, I've done something where you can uh, play a certain amount of games until you lose, and then you kind of you almost you challenge yourself to maintain a certain like winning percentage. And then if you go under that, you sim you sim ahead and go you know sim ahead to the All Star break, and then and then a sim ahead to the the final like two weeks and. Just to kind of get that advancement, um, the other one that I've messed around with would be to kind of pick a, a year into the future. So I don't know, you go with this year's game and you go four years into the future. And for those four years, you do, you know, you make the different offseason moves. You sim, you're simming, but you're keeping a close eye on things. And then once you reach that four year, you know, into the future window, then then you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to see, you know, see what t- kind of team I put together here. So but just being able to, you know, with, with the sport of baseball, I and mean, you talk about prospects, you know, being able to see kind of how those guys, you know, your 19, your 20 year old B level, A level prospects, what they end up being, that's that's a huge part of the fun of the game. I, I would, I would think so. Yeah, that advancement concept and getting into subsequent seasons, I think, is the fun for for a lot of people. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, one of the cool things with that, I don't know if, if you guys have ever messed around with the fictional franchise, the roster. Just going to say that. Yeah. I know, that, but they're a lot of fun, and, and I kind of dabbled with a lot of that stuff last year. I know Bacon from OS, he makes a great set, and uh, you know, Showtime's worked on some stuff. And, um, you know, I know guys who, you know, diehard OSFM, you know, full minors, roster guys who um, played just, you know, our rosters for years who now just dabble only in the fictional stuff because you don't have to worry about the moves. You don't have to worry about the trades. You don't have to worry, you know, it's all fictional. So you're kind of creating your own universe, your own history and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool. And especially now with the tools that we have, and, um, you know, you're actually able to, you know, create these guys with actual, you know, MLB experience and have, you know, stats in there from years past. So it's not like everybody's a rookie and, you know, it, it's kind of cool. It, it's definitely a, a really cool feature, especially with like the rebranding and stuff that, you know, Sony added within the game this year. You can kind of really, really do some fun stuff with it this year. If you really took the time, it's, it's, yeah. there's a lot of options and a lot of different ways to play out there. If you really, you know, take the time to look at it. Yeah, sure. Hey, one other quick question on franchise. What are, and I know Mike, you, Mike, you have this in your, your thread um, uh, with, re, with regard to sliders and that, but when you, what kind of limitations do you put on yourself? I think a lot of um, folks, and I, I'd include myself, you, despite your um, wanting to to be a bit reserved in your your moves that you make in a franchise, you end up you know two years, three years out, and, and you've got this super team of guys. You know, uh, so what are, what are maybe some of the limitations um, you guys have either heard of or put on yourselves when it comes to trying to to again that realism word. Um, 
in terms of the trades you make and and so on. Uh, what what's some of what are some of those? Yeah, at the bottom of my set, I have a handful of like optional house rules. Right. Um, and to me, I, I try to leave them within the range of like, well, if the AI can't or won't do it or, or don't do it, then I try to follow that. So like, for instance, I only make trades off of the trade block. So like I'm only trading for a player if they're actually being listed um, off of their trade block or like at least that starts the conversation and then that they throw in like prospect, C-level prospect or something, that's fine. Um, but, I, I, you know, little things like that. I, I think one of the most important things of this though is kind of going back to like the restart culture of like it has to be perfect it's not perfect i mean yeah. nothing's going to be perfect i mean who would have thought like you know look at the nba you have lebron james and you have uh uh what's his name anthony davis on, on the same team and uh, so you, you see stuff that you would never imagine uh bryce harper signing with an in-division uh team with the phillies i mean you see stuff where if like in a game you'd be like oh this is stupid i'm quitting this franchise so it, it's okay like crazy things happen in real sports and i think regardless of what those are um keeping that there but that's one of my big ones though is just trying to stay within range of like what the ai does like little things like not doing a mound visit at the beginning of an inning because you forgot to warm up your pitcher like, that's not real it's like no one would do that um you know and just live with your mistake so yeah um guys a few more just a couple more things i really appreciate your time but there are a couple other things um wanted to get to just a you know gameplay this uh, this year you know what uh, with the with the 20 version what do you and I, and I know it may not be from year to year that much different but um, you know what do, what are you seeing that sort of best captures realism uh, and then maybe on the flip side what are what do you see are some areas where the game could still you know up its uh, realism factor when, you know maybe with the the next gen ps5 kind of possibilities and where, where are you at on that? Like, for for example, for me, I mean, I, I, the hitting responsiveness to me is better than it's ever been. Like, when, with with zone hitting, I just feel like I can always – you feel when you get jammed. I mean, you feel like when you you feel when you roll over, it, it's, it's almost like you can predict the result before you even see where the ball is hit, at least how hard you're going to hit it, not necessarily the full result. But what are, what are some things in those categories that you guys are thinking about? Go ahead, Scott. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think gameplay. I think the game on the field plays great. I, I just do. I mean, I, I you know I see a lot of tweets and posts from you know different places, and everybody's complaining about yeah, you know, just they complain about everything. And uh, you know, I mean, I play the game, and I'm just like, this game plays great. You know, it it just does. Like it, I agree, you know, especially if you if you get the right slider set, and it looks great. I mean, it's a beautiful game. It just it just is. Like especially if you have a nice setup, and it, it, the game just is gorgeous. It really is. And some of the faces are just fantastic, and it just it just plays great, and it, it's just a a really good representation of baseball. Um, you know, myself being more of a franchise type player, you know, that's you know my hope is that we see a lot of expansion into franchise and have, you know, having a little bit of insight and having, you know, been able to spend some time with Sony and, you know, collaborating that with them and, 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 you know, having, you know, an ongoing relationship. I definitely think that, you know, that's going to be part of, you know, their plan is to, you know, expand that franchise and, you know, from a roster maker's perspective, I mean, obviously I'd like, you know, I want to see some expanded rosters, 
you know, maybe playable A ball type thing. Um, now that they have the minor league licensing, you know, I'd like to see minor league stadiums, you know, some uh, real minor league stadiums in there, which I think would, you know, bring the authenticity to a whole other level, especially playing the minor league games. I think that would be so cool. And I, and I think the game has such a minor league baseball is kind of, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last few months about, you know, the players and the rates and how much they're getting paid and, and, and stuff like that. Well, minor, minor league baseball is just such a great product and, and there's such great minor league players out there. And, um, you know, the guy, a lot of the guys that play the game, you know, are minor league players like us and, you know, being able to do what I've done, um, you know, I've been able to create a lot of relationships with a lot of players that are, you know, some in the big leagues now, some in the, in the minor league, a lot of minor league guys. And, you know, I, I think that the MLB, the show can do a lot for promoting minor league baseball. And I think that they can, you know, especially by, you know, getting all these players in the game now and putting real minor league stadiums in there and just promoting these things, maybe getting minor league mascots in at some point, and, um, you know, especially with the expansion into the next gen, I, I think there's so many possibilities and I think it could really, really do a lot with uh, minor league baseball. So that, that's, that's the part that I'm hoping for it. And, uh, you know, obviously expanding on some of the franchise stuff that I, I think, uh, you know, going into a little bit more of the, the detailed things like 2K hasn't been their franchise. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it's right on the edge, you know, of, of being really, really, really great. I mean, I, I think it's a great game now, but I, I think there's even potential to make it even better. And, uh, you know, relocation, obviously, within franchise and, um, you know, all kinds of all kinds of things that I think, you know, we could see in the the next couple of years, you know, with the game. So it's definitely going to be an exciting few years with, with uh, MLB the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, uh, Ray and I spent what Ray, maybe a couple hours trying to figure out a way to institute free agency into our, uh, yeah. scout scoops, uh, custom league. Uh, I want, I hope that's something the online franchise play is something that hopefully they can get in there, uh, with the next, uh, Jen as well, but um, stadium creation is something I hear a lot too. But uh, um, what uh, maybe at least one final thing for me, and uh, Ray, I mean, if you have anything, we'll finish up. But one final thing for me is just that you know we've touched on a little bit uh, throughout the podcast today, but um, without any real baseball right now, it just seems like maybe I'm just paying attention to it more. Maybe it's always been there, but it seems like just the the content explosion with streaming and a lot of you know the guys with affiliated with scout scoops, but then also, you know, other people as well. Um, just seems like it's exploding and we're, you know, if we're faced still with a couple, two, three more months of no sports, where do you kind of see this concept maybe going? What are, you know, maybe some of the most successful streamers doing? Uh, I don't know. Just what, where do you, where do you think we're headed with all this in the, in the current uh, state of the world? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, it's, you know, Scout Scoops obviously is, is kind of blown up the last few months, especially with the, the work stoppage. And, um, I mean, I've had, you know, a tournament uh, that we had for Sterling Sharp, uh, his ground outs for, ch for charity, um, ground outs for kids charity a few weeks back when the game first released, and that was great. We had a bunch of MLB guys or MLB guys in it. And um, this past weekend, we had um, the Maddenly Charities, uh, one of the Marlins uh, writers, had a charity streaming tournament with uh, for MLB the show. And we had a couple of our scout scoop streamers in that tournament mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, played against uh, 
Jake Berger from the White Sox and a few other uh, MILB guys. I think Aaron Northcraft was in it and a few other guys. But it's just it's kind of blowing up, and I think it's getting definitely out of the park in MLB The Show and, and these kind of games. Like it's kind of filling the void for a lot of people who are missing you know real life baseball right now. And I, I think that you know it, it's gonna blow up even farther if you know we're out you know we're out of uh, baseball for another couple months or even you know if the season we're having. Yeah. cancel which i'm hoping it doesn't but i mean there's still i think that outside possibility that that that, that could happen um and, and i think that you know the possibilities for the streamers and, and stuff like that are just amazing like i've i have a couple streamers for scout scoops right now we've got about i think uh, about 15 different streamers that stream for us and some of these guys had never streamed before and i mean they're just you know they're they're all of a sudden like streaming franchises and you know, they're blowing up and, and, you know, they're getting, they're becoming affiliates and they're getting a lot of viewers every day and they're getting, you know, subs and stuff like that. And they're loving it. So it's kind of opened up a whole new world of, of, uh, of, you know, the way to play the game for a lot of people, which I think is really, really cool. And I think, uh, you know, once the season does get underway at some point that I think it's just going to continue to, to build because, you know, people are discovering streaming. As a matter of fact, why am, why am I on this, con- you know, this, uh, this call podcast with you guys today, I, I just got a text message from somebody else who, you know, is, is, you know, going to be streaming their franchise for the first time tonight. So it's kind of cool just to see all these people who have never actually dabbled in streaming and stuff and, and just getting involved in it. And, um, you know, just kind of seeing it take over, I guess the, the gaming industry. So it's really, really a cool time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm in the category I'm trying to, doing a little bit of streaming for the first time ever. And it's, it's fun to be able to share some of the ideas and work uh, with different franchise and different thoughts on the game. But yeah. Um, Mike, any, any, any uh, contribution on that one? Yeah. I mean, briefly, I'd actually prefer to go back to the previous question. Yeah, sure. Please. Kind of like what I'm hoping, but just really quick with everything going on. I mean, I, if these game studios aren't aren't focusing on community right now, this is something I've been kind of personally like my little personal goal, um, even with our site, some sports gaming dot com. I mean, the idea of just building community and it, it's something like these games, like they they do it right. There's Diamond Dynasty and there's Mutt and there's Hut and all this other stuff, but like it's it's too big, right? I mean, there's there's no way to get a true community other than like looking at rankings and maybe looking at the top players stream or something like this but like allowing it to be scaled down and we see that a little bit with the show this year where you can do like an online sort of like diamond dynasty league but again like it's like a one season sort of setup and and maybe we'll see an expansion of that with ps5 and so on but i think this is something that like community to me like franchise how do we bring franchise modes back how do we tie this all in for instance um we have March to October, right? That came out last year and that's been a pretty popular mode. Why is it a separate mode? Yeah. Why is road to the show even a separate road? Why isn't that just something that could be like worked into if you wanted franchise and at least March to October would make perfect sense to have that in there. So again, if you wanted to simulate ahead five years, but still have some control, you could do that. Um, I believe March to October just ends at the end of the season, doesn't it? And you do it with another team. And, and you know, if you wanted to restart, you, but could, actually, you could actually, you could actually, you could actually pick up. Uh, you have the option to start over with another team, or it does give you the option to to continue on with franchise. The, oh, the only, nice. Okay, so yeah, like more so that that is kind of cool. The the only the only thing I, I I would really like to see with the March to October is 
I think they need to allow custom rosters in there so people can kind of take whatever rosters that they want, sure. or, you know, and, and then they can, but I do, I do agree. And, and, you know, I know there was a lot of speculation when in March to October first came out last year that, you know, this is the new franchise and this is where they're going. And I, you know, I think potentially it could be, but I, and I, and I, I think March to October is a great mode. And I think they just incorporated. So like, you know, you could play franchise with, like you said, with March to October, like, okay, you know, do you want to sim ahead or do you want March to October? Like, in other words, like maybe speed down or, you know, a, a slider to slow down how much simming you want to happen within your, your franchise mode. And, you know, like right. you get the option to play a lot more games. You know, I know, like, I think with the average March to October ends in 15 hours or 12 to 15 hours or something like that. So, in other words, like if you're playing a 162 game franchise, that ain't ended in 16 hours. So just just the option to kind of lengthen out the March to October, maybe over a full season, and you know, just I don't know. Again, there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. I, I would think, but I definitely like the idea of incorporating some of the aspects of it because there's some really cool things in March to October that aren't in franchise, and I and I think they need to be in franchise. So. Again, I, I think there's definitely possibilities, and, I, and I, I would be surprised if we didn't see more things from March to October end up in franchise at some point. All right. I well, two the more action. quick ones, if, if I may. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Um, I, I think, again, looking kind of forward to you know, next-gen next systems and things like this, but I think, one, I would like to see MLB The Show expand their player profiles, and, and I'm talking about things um, – like just having more of like not even the quirks, but like more of a personality. Like if I want a player, uh, like positional learning, for instance. If I, have, you'll see draftees where it's like they can play center field. It's like wait, they can't play left and right though, like at all. Like if I put them there, they're they're completely lost. How can they not develop at least to play like left field or something, even if they have like a weaker arm? And so to me, and now again, you shouldn't just be able to do that with anybody. Like take Miguel Miguel Cabrera and put him at shortstop but it would tie into like your an expanded player profile. So like work ethic, maybe a player's intelligence. Um, and so you'd have these different elements in, and it would give, um, again, like mentees, we see NBA 2K do a really good job with this. So like it gives purpose so that everyone is not just, you know, running after the hottest, youngest prospect. You can get a backup catcher, but if he's a, a team captain or something like this, he's going to help your pitching staff the whole year, um, even though he's a scrub. Um, so I think expanding those player profiles would be really good. And I think um, the other thing is I, I, I hope the PlayStation 5 puts slider people out of business, honestly. Mm-hmm. They should be setting up a, a version of dynamic difficulty that is basically customizable. So like my little numbers that I look at, like I want this percentage roughly of you know home runs. I want this percentage of hits to be doubles. I want this many swings and misses. So either that would come preloaded to match real life baseball, or you could even go in and tweak it and say, well, I want to create a slow pitch softball league. I don't want there to be any strikeouts. I want there to be a ton of home runs and you can customize it however you want. And then using that data. So like you put the, imp- you put the output in first and then from that data, the game would automatically adjust the sliders for you as you played. And it would put us out of business. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be thrilled with that. <laughs> well, uh, guys, I'm mindful of your time. You've given up so, uh, so much already. Ray, did you have anything else real quick? or? You know, I do. I have two questions and a kind of a statement, I guess. So I'll just start with the statement. I, You know, we talked earlier about graphics and whatnot, improvements and um, – 
Obviously, MLB The Show got rid of online franchise 2017 to bring it back. They know what they're doing. They're doing it for a reason. But the field itself has been the exact same, except for the water on the dirt that dries up a couple years ago, um, has been the exact same for nearly 10 years. And that's always been kind of a gripe that they can't improve the field unless that's, um, I mean, how, how do you guys feel about that? The stadiums are beautiful, but the field itself, grass, everything, it seems that it's been the same. Go ahead, Scott. I think he's muted. Oh, that's all right. Well, we can skip that question. Yeah, anyways. we'll go ahead. All right. Um, is Scott still muted? It says he's muted. Yeah. I don't know. I'll skip that and just move on to the other ones. So it's actually, I'm showing that he left, but, uh, so we'll just go ahead with oh, it. Oh yeah. It looks like he just dropped out. Yeah. Well, he may try to rejoin, or we'll just um, sure. we'll just go ahead and finish up. Uh, Ray, was there something else, or yeah, it was actually kind. Of, I mean, they were more directed for the rosters. Okay, um, he's coming in again now. Hey, hey sorry about that. And no worries, man. Go ahead, Ray. What happened there? Yeah, no problem. Ray, you there? I might have, I might have lost the other two. Um, let's see here. Let me add them again. Hello, hello. Hey, you guys all there? Hello. Okay, so, right. you know, the good thing is with the Zencaster, it's just going <laughs> to keep recording, so we're, we're good. But, um, so, we, yeah, I'm not sure what had happened, but we're back. And uh, I think, right. Ray, you were just had a couple other quick uh, things for Ryden, and then uh, we'll wrap it up, guys. Yeah, so, Ryden, when it, Gavin Lux and other minor league prospects were not in the game at the launch, um, is there a specific reason for that? Yeah, I mean, anybody who's not in the game, it's not that we don't want them to be in the game. Or, you know, I know sometimes, you know, when people saw the roster, that first, you know, the first live roster from Sony, and everybody was like, well, why, why didn't you, you know, it's not that people, you know, Sony knows those guys are missing, but it's just licensing. I mean, there's a lot of paperwork and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, certain the paperwork sometimes comes in a little bit slower on some guys. But, uh, you know, I know Gavin Lux, for an example, he was added, uh, I think, a week after release. And uh, I even got a, a, you know, a DM from Gavin Lux on Twitter. He's like, am I in the game yet? So <laughs> he, uh, he was he was well aware he wasn't in the game. And then, uh, you know, he loved his uh, representation of the game. And so, you know, this is the same thing. I know there's there's some players that, you know, are expected to be on major league rosters that aren't in the game yet. And there's a lot of restrictions as to certain players can't be added till they actually play in a game and stuff like that. So, you know, the whole season and, and what's going on right now with the work stoppage is affecting a lot of things that are going on, you know, within the rosters. Um, and that's just something that, you know, I, I mean, as, as much as, you know, I'm sure Sony and us would love to have all these players in the game. We just, we just only can control what we can control. 
So, again, I think once the season does get going and, you know, the players start playing games, you will see a lot more players added to the rosters. And, you know, I know Sony, you know, Sony's well aware of, you know, who's not in, who's not, you know, who's out. You know, they do everything they can do to get in these guys as soon as possible. But, again, it, it comes down to, you know, just having the permission to put them in the game. So, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, once the season starts, you will see, um, you know, more players added as well. Cool. My, my very last question is, um, there's MLB The Show fans who have asked over the past decade that MLB The Show has relied on Operation Sports to create these rosters for the world. Um, over the years, there's been, I mean, thousands of hours you brought up on it with the guys that have worked under you by certain members of the OS community, you know, presumably unpaid. Uh, has the OS community been compensated in any way for the previous decade of, of hard work? No, no, it's, 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 it's nothing like that. I mean, um, you know, the group, the guys that, you know, work on the rosters the last few years with me, I mean, we still use OS as a function of, you know, that's where the, the rosters we kind of started, you know, that's how we kind of met and started forming them. And we've kind of evolved a little bit, especially with social media and, you know, we're doing a lot of, a lot of work off of Twitter now. That's where we interact with a lot of the players. I mean, we get, you know, messages all day long from minor league players. Hey, can you get me in the game? And they'll send us all their stats and their details and their pictures and, you know, videos of them playing and stuff like that. And um, so it's kind of evolved. I mean, OS is, is a, a place where it kind of started, I guess. And um, it just kind of evolved from there. And, uh, you know, it, you know, me and the guys that do this right now, we, you know, we do it because, you know, we, we love the game of baseball and we love, we love MLB the show. And, you know, we've just, it's just something we've done. Um, and obviously, you know, I think, you know, we, we'd be stupid to say that, you know, we wouldn't love to get paid for what we're doing. Um, and we wouldn't, you know, at some point, you know, uh, we're hoping that, you know, we'll have an opportunity to, evolve what we're doing into something a little bit bigger but again it's it's uh you know money's not why we're doing this or why we've done it it's uh it it's really not it's never been about money well i hope you get paid i hope you get paid soon because you deserve it every you know everybody in the community deserves it that's worked hard on these rosters so i really hope that happens for you guys i appreciate it thank you Okay, guys. Well, you know, it's been really um, an amazing pleasure to have you on the podcast and talk over MLB The Show. It's a bit surreal. I mean, for years, uh, for myself, you know, been been following, waiting for those riding rosters. Uh, and then, of course, with Mike and the slider set. Um, so to be able to have you guys on and talk, uh, talk about the game and everything today has been uh, great. And I really appreciate your time. Listen, um, now, 90% of the people that would – take the time to listen to the podcast probably, you know, don't need any help finding you two guys, but um, I do have a percentage of uh, an audience that is more of kind of the St. Louis Cardinal uh, podcasting community and also just some personal friends when I put the, the podcast out on Facebook and stuff like that. So there may be people listening that, uh, you know, maybe are interested in, in play the game, but haven't, you know, found you guys or know what you're all about. So, um, you know, maybe just let us know where they can find you on Twitter, where, you know, any website that they can go to if they're interested in, in uh, finding out more about all it is that you do. 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm on Twitter at Ride and Rosters. Um, also, we, uh, you know, we also have scoutscoops.com right now. And, uh, you know, we've kind of built up your part of our community and we've built up a pretty, pretty good sized community. Um, basically just pumping out all kinds of baseball content, whether it be podcasts, you know, streams, articles, um, just pretty much anything and everything related to baseball. And, you know, we have a lot of players involved in our, in our community, minor league players, major league players, a lot of former players, some beat writers for teams. So it's, it's really a growing community and, and it's, it's been a great experience. So you guys can, you know, also check that out at uh, scoutscoops.com. We also have a forum on there now. So we have message boards and, we have a discord and a Instagram and, you know, we're pretty much on most of, most of social media at this point. So, um, you know, check us out. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Mike. Yeah. First, I just wanted to thank you, Ryan and, and Ray for having us and, and, and just doing what you guys are doing to help this community grow. Cause the, the more we can all work together and help, obviously this is, this is good for everyone. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Mike Low47, Mike Low47. Um, I run simsportsgaming.com, which is just kind of like a community of uh, people who play franchise games, whether it's text based games or console games, um, also solo dynasty, stuff like that. So, yeah, check us out. Absolutely. Well, and, you're, and you're streaming your Tiger franchise tonight, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a few hours here. So, 7 p.m. Eastern time, every Wednesday and Sunday. Okay, so cool. they don't catch coronavirus. <laughs> I'll, pro- I'll probably be checking in and watching a bit uh, for sure. So, um, well, gentlemen, uh, it was a absolute pleasure. Maybe uh, down the road, a uh, few months go by and we get uh, more time with the game and hopefully get some actual real baseball going on. Maybe um, you guys would be willing to come back on and check in either individually or do it all together sure. again. It was a great, uh, great time. So thank you so much. And that is our show for today.